0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats in the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Melissa, your host. I'm so glad you're here with me today. Today, I am chatting with Della Leepman. She is the owner and founder of Nestle Space, which, which is a unique idea. It actually is they create lactation spaces for companies and they're also doing covid hand washing stations which is a really neat idea which basically it doesn't mean that you just need it's all about short to explain it short way to explain it is portable places where you can wash your hands instead of always using hand sanitizer because you know hand sanitizer dries our hands out and the lactation spaces are so that breastfeeding moms don't have to feel like they're less than in a male dominated society which is this is a great interview um We tried several weeks to get this interview up and running. This is one of the interviews that is unique to the podcast. It is not going to be shown on Facebook or YouTube. So, like I said before, I have some unique interviews that are unique only to podcast. So, I hope you really enjoy this interview with Adela and learn more about um, Nestle Space. I put the link in um, the show notes for the company if you want to reach out and rent or buy one of the lactation spaces or a hand washing station and they were going to be doing a crowdfund me for schools that cannot afford a hand washing station so that they can place those in the schools around them so I hope you enjoyed this interview and you know what I need you to do right now that's right start listening Hi guys, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. Today I'm joined by Della. Um, Della, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, so it's so great to be on this um this uh podcast. I'm really excited about it and I love your intro. It got me really excited. <laughs> um so uh, I'm an architect by training. I'm almost um I'm about, you know. Five to ten years into my career now, um, in design, and uh, I basically—I um, uh, have two little kids. I had uh, kids very early. I started off in design and then went back to school for architecture, um, and uh, and uh, it was really impactful on my kind of kind of my life because it's a pretty male-dominated field. Um, and, uh, once I got in and started having kids, I realized that, you know, there was, um, I need to be a lot more room and changes made in the kind of design field, uh, especially for mothers, um, in general. So, uh, I started my own company a couple years ago. It's called Nestle Space. And our first product was a instant lactation, um, station. So essentially you plug it in. Uh, to any kind of any in any space, it could be a small closet, it could be a storage closet, or a um, phone booth um, in an office, and you instantly have a lactation space that's beautiful and supportive, and has uh, running water, a sink to wash pump parts, and um, uh, in refrigeration, and it just makes you feel like a real person doing something really important. Um, in your day when you're pumping. And so that was our first product. uh, And now we actually have moved on to other health health based uh, products. Um, We have a portable hand washing station that we have been selling to schools all over the country during the pandemic, um, as well as TV shows and other businesses that are very much in need of hand hygiene solutions that feel really good and not icky. Um, and then we also have a, a couple of other products that we're working on right now for special clients in uh, healthcare, which I won't speak about at the moment, but it's been really exciting to just kind of think about um, how we can reimagine um, these sort of uh, armpit type bodily functions that people just don't want to talk about and make them beautiful mm-hmm. um, and, and, and to elevate those things um, for the people that need it most.
0: So, how did you come up with the idea for the lactation spaces?
1: Um, so, uh, like I said, I uh, had I got pregnant with my first child uh, two two years out of architecture school, and and he's five now, um, and that's like uh, very very early in the field of architecture. There's a real traditional um, arc of of really putting in your time, and that is a lot of time, um, where you're working very late nights, and you're working, um, you know, you're working weekends, and and it's like really you're dedicating your life to that field, and it is a very very special um, field um, that's very very true to my heart. But um, it's just things haven't changed very much um, in that field, especially um, you know for motherhood, uh, it's it's very challenging um and it's changing very very slowly like molasses so that was really fundamental to my thinking and um i just i had an experience and like a lot of moms where i was uh pumping kind of in in the most disgusting places that you can imagine i was pumping in you know bathroom stalls on the floor i was pumping in like you know corners while traveling um i was uh you know just having this experience especially with my second child um, with my daughter, um, my second one, where I was just, it was just all over the map, and so I just felt like this is a pretty simple um, thing, which is so so important to being a working mom and being successful when you have a newborn. Is like the ability to to um, feed your baby and do that successfully and be able to work successfully. I mean, it's just it's not just the ability to provide um, breast milk if you choose to breastfeed. But it's also um, mental health for you and for your family to feel that you're able to balance these things um, in a way that makes you feel like an adult person that's, you know, trying to, um, you know, succeed at things that can be conflicting, which is having young children and working in the first place.
0: So how did you start with your company? I mean, obviously you needed some investors or anything like that. So how did you go about doing that? Yeah, so... um, very early
1: on, I had a um, angel investment from someone who just sort of felt like there needed to be more inclusivity and in design and equity and design in terms of tackling these problems that are considered to be very minute kind of in the design world. It's kind of like, you know, um, something that has gotten very little attention and things are slowly changing. It's really wonderful that there are more and more solutions that are being built and thought of or uh, lactation at work, but you know, for such a long time, this was something that just wasn't talked about. Um, so that, that was kind of the kickoff, uh, for that. Um, and just kind of building slowly and steadily, as you know, probably it's really hard to have your own small business. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, every single day is, is,
0: is a a new day, an adventure. So, yeah. So you talked about the hand-washing station. Of course, COVID has made you flip that a little bit, you know, to come out with that, a new product, Um, how has COVID affected you with the, the lactation? Yeah. So in the very beginning, it was kind of like, Oh, I
1: guess, you know, I, I was so like a lot of working parents, uh, went in March of this year. I just, everything was put on hold for me. Um, because, uh, you know, my kids, the daycares were closed and, um, my partner is a healthcare worker. So, um, there was, it was really on me to uh, just like hold down the fort. And so I basically just put it on, on hold. And we actually had just released the lactation station into the world from like prototype into just a pilot phase and had a first couple of customers. And then all of a sudden there was this pandemic. So it was kind of like, what are we going to do with this uh, product when, you know, many parents except for working essential workers are, are really working from home now um so i thought about the ways that we might be able to use the pieces and parts that i had worked so hard on which was like mostly this engineering of this portable plumbing system so that there can be um a portable sink in the lactation station and just this idea of like elevating these sort of um bodily um functions like washing your hands or pumping or all these things that are kind of like always looked at as unimportant or why give um, elegance to those things? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's sort of the same idea. And so that's kind of the principles that we apply to anything that we design that's small, but really has a larger impact in terms of you know day to day function.
0: So when you're talking about your company and you say it's a small company, what are what is your terms in terms of small company? How many employees? Yeah.
1: So um, just a couple of us. Just a couple of us holding down the fort. Just. Really, just you know, um, working you know with customers and doing our own little tiny marketing, you know, you know campaigns and um, trying to build relationships with customers and um, yeah, uh, learned all sorts of things I never thought I would learn before in being a small business owner, like counting and um, social media basics and all these things that just were never in my wheelhouse as a designer. Um, so yeah,
0: it's been it's been really it's been an adventure. Are you still working a full time job along with the company, or are you just solely focusing on this right now? Yeah, uh,
1: in the very beginning, I was doing a lot of uh, consulting work outside just to pay the bills, uh, you know, for the business. Um, but now I've, it's mostly been winding down where I'm doing almost co- completely uh, doing this work. So for Nestle
0: Space. So, where exactly? How can people get this for their workplace? Because obviously, it's like a little niche right now. A lot of people don't know about it. So, how can yeah. you find out more information and possibly even order some for me?
1: Yeah. So, um, and go to our website, uh, which is uh, Nestle spelled N-E-S-T-L hyphen Space dot com, and we do have a page there. We have for our lactation space, we have a rental and an outright purchase model. So. Um, That's helpful for, um, you know, a lot of employers. They don't really want to invest in a lactation room because they don't know how long they're going to have a pumping employee. So if they have someone coming back to work after childbirth and they don't know how long you're going to need it, they don't want to make that investment. So this is nice because the rental model is nice because they can then lease it from us um, and they don't have to think about it a lot. As you probably know, a lot of this people, they just don't want, I mean, this is like a topic that, you know, is usually, quietly discussed in corners versus Mm -hmm. um, by um, employers in in big board meetings so it's it's easier for them to just kind of kill the problem by ordering this rental and for a certain length of time so we have that option and then we also have an outright purchase option so it's all there on the site we also have a tool where you can send us the dimensions of your your room so that might be like an IT closet and you want to know if the door is on the right side like can we fit this in there or uh, lots of folks have questions about how the sink works because they're not familiar with uh, portable plumbing and it seems a little bit daunting at first. So we're just, we're very open. We love talking to our customers. That's how we learn what people need um, and want. So we we love having conversations uh, with anyone who's looking to either put this in their workspace or have their employer um, reach out to us. You know, anything works for us. And I will say that um, one thing we're working on um, which we hope to implement with our lactation space. But right now we're just starting it with our, uh, portable hand washing stations is a donation program. So, uh, we have a sliding scale, um, for our, uh, portable handwashing stations. So we offer, you know, different price points depending on if you're a public school system or if you're, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a for-profit, uh, company there, we have different, um, cost price structures, but, um, what we're looking to do and we're about to do is we're about to crowdfund to donate um, some some handwashing stations to uh, public school systems that are a bit under-resourced um, because we've had a lot of inquiries from schools that want these but cannot afford them. So we thought about um, kind of launching a campaign to raise some money from local communities that want to have uh, handwashing in place. Um, you know, we feel the pain of parents that really, really, really want to get their kids back in school. Uh, virtual schooling has been so hard for so many people. Um, and, um, you know, it's it's all about, at the end of the day, it's all about just having tools um, in place to reopen um, safely and to take the stress off of the teachers that are working so hard. Um, so yeah, so we're hoping to, to get that campaign up in the near future. And, Um, make that a possibility.
0: So let's talk about portable plumbing. You said it was daunting to some people. So explain it in the (laughs) most terms that you can. (laughs) Okay. So um, it's daunting
1: because it sounds very complicated, but it's actually very simple, which is really funny. And maybe you've been, you're familiar with it because it's very, very similar to what you would find in an RV or, um, you know, in a remote cabin. Um, So basically you just have a a water pump that um, sources fresh water from a fresh water tank and drains um, waste or gray water into the wastewater tank and so um, inside our cabinets you have a fresh water tank which is a bpa-free food grade uh, water tank um, and you you source water from an existing uh, existing faucet you know or a water fountain anywhere with potable or clean water and then um, and then you empty the waste tank into an existing drain or mop sink, for example. So it's really, you know, you have the the work essentially of maintaining, you know, refilling and emptying it. But it's really like filling up a water bottle and emptying a water bottle. That's basically what it's like. It's just larger, um, depending on whether it's for lactation, and we have our smaller size tanks, and then um, hand washing is larger tanks. Um, but uh, it's not anything complicated. You literally just flip once you have the water in, and water out, you just flip the switch and then you have your sink anywhere. So you could have a sink in a hallway, you could have a sink um, in a gym or a library or anywhere you need.
0: Well, wow, that would be such such a great thing for kids, especially like you said, school systems, because the line for the bathroom is normally a mile long anyways, because I'm a former teacher, so I can do yeah. that. Because sometimes the classes are waiting outside. There's two or three classes waiting for that w- one bathroom. So
1: completely, yeah. And it also just it you know it helps teachers because they don't have to you know funnel kids into these small bathroom spaces. And it also just you know allows for um, social distancing as well because you could have um, schoolwork, you know, and they're trying to separate kids, uh, you know, classrooms being, you know, or you have like gyms or libraries being converted into classrooms in order to space kids out. So it's like, if you're, if you're an elementary school teacher
0: and you need running water, you can have it there. So how long when you got the idea for, um, the black tasting stations or the spaces, how long before you actually put it into place? Yeah. So such a good question. Um, you know, I
1: was very lucky. There were a few precedents for, um, modular, uh, lactation privacy booths, basically pods. Um, but there wasn't, there wasn't a, so that really helped and, you know, stood on the shoulders of that work, but there wasn't a precedent for converting an existing, um, room. And so what I found was, I did a ton of research and I was trying to conceptualize like, what does this even mean to create a very easy, you know, Mm -hmm. kill the problem solution? Um, So one issue is privacy, but kind of a lesser known issue is having all of these, having people like moms pumping in these really gross quote, private spaces Mm -hmm. like these IT closets and these storage rooms and, conference rooms or wherever they are, but being really uncomfortable. Even though they have privacy, it's still not comfortable just because you have privacy. If you're sitting on the ground or on a folding chair and you're wrapped in a shawl or you're, you know, and you have a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of ergonomics and pieces and parts that go (laughs) into pumping. I mean, there's like, there's a whole lot of equipment and a whole lot that needs to happen. And part of that is psychological because when you're nursing, you have a baby and you have this Relationship with your baby, where you have, um, you know, I could probably say that on this blog, you have a letdown. So mm-hmm. it like that's that comes from feeling comfortable and peaceful mm-hmm. and good in your body. That's what lets go. You know, that's what allows you to have this, you know, release of of milk. But if you're pumping on the ground and you're in a folding chair, or you're in a dirty corner, it's like oftentimes people will just give up because it's like this is so stressful already. And you don't have that ability to like have those hormones cause the Mm -hmm. kind of thing happen. So people give up and they're like, they have the privacy, but they don't have the infrastructure, let's just say. Um, So I started to think of it from the inside out rather than the outside in. And that's where we came up with this kind of lactation station. It's very small. It's uh, four feet wide. It fits in any spaces as small as a five by seven.
0: So basically you're trying to bring some normalcy to breastfeeding and to yeah. not be a taboo subject because it's so taboo still yeah for sure so what has been the response for these um it's funny i haven't had as
1: many opportunities to talk about the lactation stations which is why i'm so excited to be able to do that here because right when we launched COVID hit so um what was once a really kind of topic that was getting a little bit more attention, kind of got shut down, you know, as people started working from home. So, um, you know, parents, mothers are really getting crushed by this pandemic um, more than anybody else, really, really struggling at home with their kids, trying to work, giving up their jobs. And I just hope that, um, you know, when all this ends, which, you know, hopefully it will, and, you know, pray that it will, that, you um, there's more tools to put in, like, you know, that employers really put tools in place to get parents back to work, whatever that means in terms of childcare or lactation space, but just really putting attention on those things because um, yeah, this is crushing moms, this pandemic, more than anyone, they're getting really hard, hard hit.
0: And plus, to you're dealing with the mental health for the moms, because if they have yeah. to get in, like you said, in a dirty closet or yeah. not sitting, then they're not going to feel like they're even, you know, their emotions are going to be all over the place anyways, because hormones are raising completely more so now. So you're trying to make it so, hey, it's OK that you're breastfeeding. It's OK in showing companies that they need to be more attentive to women's issues, not just men's issues are regular people issues so to speak completely
1: completely and i think like it really means so much uh to provide that support and the flip side is for a company you know studies show that um if you can support your breastfeeding workers that there's lower um, healthcare costs associated with you know, sick days, um, there's a greater return on investment in terms of keeping your employees there and happy and healthy. And um, there's just a lot of benefits too in terms of productivity. Um, so
0: yeah, I hope that we can like resume this conversation when the pandemic ends. So now let's go on to the hand-washing stations. How have they been received?
1: that that's they've been received really well um uh the difference between our hand washing station and um others is that uh ours looks really nice <laughs> that's really just like the the bottom line i think a lot of people associate portable hand washing stations with like um what you use outside the porta potty mm-hmm. um so it's like plastic and it feels kind of icky and gross it's not really something that you want to get in um but ours are really beautiful in my opinion I think that that has been really nice and the reason that we wanted to do that is it goes back to kind of our philosophy which is like to bring some level of like warmth um and um create something that people wanted to use to wash their hands um in order to um you know, increase hand hygiene.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, yeah. And our kids' ones are really cute. They're 30 inches high. They're small and um, become in different colors. And, um, yeah. So, I, it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> I love how they come in different colors. What <laughs> do they come in? They come in. Um, we have a wood gray, a wood white. We have a, uh, a green, a blue. And we also do custom colors too. It's like school colors. Um, or yeah, we can do branding, uh, too. Um, so yeah, we're, we're pretty flexible.
0: I love that. But all I can see in my mind is in the future mind saying kids fighting over, I want to go to the blue one. Now you got <laughs> to use the blue one, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. For sure. For sure. So we try to, we try to make something that kids want to use.
0: So let's talk about um, you being in the architecture field because, like you said, it, it was it's a male driven field. I mm-hmm. actually have a daughter who's actually getting her degree in interior architecture. She's graduating in the spring. Oh, that's so, awesome! Congratulations. So, and I know what you're facing. So, have you ever always wanted to be an architect, or was that just something that you kind of felt?
1: Yeah. Like? So, um, I I actually came to it like not as early as your daughter. Um, I was doing a lot of design work out of uh you know like right out of my undergraduate um but it was more focused on art and installation um which is like why i'm maybe coming back to these like little things now with you know building out this furniture company but Mm -hmm. um but yeah and then in and then in my mid-20s i started to really love getting into architectural uh drawings and construction sets through some jobs that i was doing and so then, applied to architecture school. Went to architecture school. Um, then, so
0: yeah. So you started off with the art. Is that what you're saying? And mm-hmm. you decided yeah. because that's almost like her path. But she's always been one that she loved building blocks. She loved to build. She would design at an early age. And so yeah, so, yeah. So what does it mean to be a woman in a such a male dominated field? Um.
1: Gosh, I mean, I think that as long as you don't have a child, you can get away <laughs> with a lot. And I know that's hard that's weird, it might be strange to say. I mean, there are certainly moments like, you know, when you're the only female in a in a in a conference, which happens all the time, or um, you know, and when you're on the more construction side of things and you're doing construction administration and you're dealing with um you're working on site, that can be, you know, people can look at you in a bit of a different way. Like, who is this person? And are they going to be giving me instructions? There's a little bit of a weird dynamic there. I really felt it when I got pregnant. That was like when I really felt it because this idea of um, flexibility or making compromises in your work schedule or taking off time or having to leave um you know at a certain time and it it really depends where but that's just really not part of the culture and in the establishment so that's like when it really really became a thing yeah for me
0: so what would you tell uh little girls basically or women that are listening right now what would you tell them about you know living up their dream what would you tell them
1: I think they should live up to everything that they want to do. I think that, you know, they have it in them to change the field. I think the field is changing now. It's just slow and steady. It's like other STEM fields. There's so much work to be done. And I think that um, little girls should do everything they dream of and more and keep dreaming big and keep doing it and they will change the field. And I think your daughter will too. And I think it's just, you know, doing that work and uh, every field is doing it at a different pace and I think that like yeah it's there to be done and it will it will happen it just takes time to for us to understand like what we need and help others see that too so
0: yeah I love how you said STEM because my oldest daughter is actually getting her PhD in environmental toxicology so oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's science, amazing. So.
1: well congrats you're a your proud mama Yep.
0: Yeah, super proud <laughs> Um. So, how can people contact you to find um, out either about the like yeah. spaces or um,
1: the you go spaces? Just directly to our site. We try to make it um, really easy to get in touch. Um, our site again is Nestle Space. Um, it's spelled N-E-S-T-L, and then space. Um, and uh, I'm happy to also just like post our, our office phone number on this on this, and, and they can just get directly in touch with us through the site. We're super responsive. We love hearing from folks if people have ideas. Especially, we're about to launch this campaign. Um, hopefully, we're planning for it on iPhone Women, which is to raise money for portable sinks in schools that can't afford them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just love we love to hear from teachers, parents, moms you know, everybody. So, um, yeah, please reach out.
0: And so the crowdfunding has not started yet.
1: It hasn't started yet. And we're planning on, um, we, I'm really trying to launch it next, uh, by the end of the end of next week, but we'll just see what the holidays it's just been a little crazy, but, um, we're trying to align it, um, so that it happens sometime around, but either before the holidays
0: or right around the holidays. Yeah. Well, once you once you launch it, let me know and I'll put it in the show oh, notes. Thank you so that, so much. And, that would be amazing. And um, also, too, if because I, this is such a great product and it's for women and it's for kids and those are my like demographics. Yeah, I would love for you to if whenever you get a chance to do a little thirty minute commercial or so that we can add on to. Oh yeah, like, so so cool. that would be awesome! Thank
1: you so much. I would love to do that. Um, that would be great. That would be really amazing.
0: And um, then um, yes. <laughs> I'm yes going to contact you back in next in February again um, because I do a women in business series. In oh yeah, football, and I you. highlight different women. So definitely, I want you to come on. Yeah, you know okay, to do awesome series.
1: Well, thank you so much. We love that. Like any, you know, we're so new and we don't have like you know our own like PR, you know. Really like going on, and so that would be amazing. Would love to just you know reach your listeners. That would be amazing.
0: Yeah. So, is there anything that you want to say before we wrap up? Um.
1: No. Just thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for you know letting me tell my story and talking about our products. I would just say, yeah. If you um, if if anyone has questions about our our products, please don't hesitate to go onto our site nestlespace.com and thank you so much and and shout out to all the girls in STEM. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Guys, I want to thank Delia for coming on. Della, excuse me, I did it again. I no haven't it. My Delia. It all the time. <laughs> all right. Um, thank you so much. Okay, we will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. Right, bye. Y'all, I hope you really enjoyed this interview with Della. It really if you're a male listening to this, um, podcast episode or if even if you're a female in business think about it the next time you see a mom going into a dirty closet or have to the shame behind breastfeeding because a lot of workplaces don't accommodate that not to say that all workplaces do this because they don't there are some that are very forward-thinking and they do accommodate um breastfeeding moms but the lactation space is a super easy space Um, like she says they're rent they're available to rent or to buy and I'm really, really excited about the possibilities of this company and the hand-washing stations for COVID, how they just flipped their their thinking because they hadn't really launched the breast the lactation spaces yet. And COVID came out and everybody started working from home. They went to portable hand-washing stations, which is great. As always I want to thank you for being part of the podcast family and this is like I said in the beginning of the show and in the introduction this is a podcast exclusive interview it is not going to be shown on Facebook or YouTube so you're getting a little extra content today and i would love if you would leave a rating a review on apple itunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast and just give me some stars some thumbs up some um, review talking about how much you enjoy the podcast because it really would mean a lot to me and also we'll get this contact and some of the, the companies that i'm highlighting people that i'm highlighting and the causes that i'm highlighting up in front of everybody else's eyes and i really want to thank you for being a part of the show and you know what i need you to do that's right. Start chatting to each other.